have I got a short story for you. Netflix narcos got it wrong when it comes to the death of Pablo Escobar. And maybe we as well have it wrong when we glorify the narco culture. But first, this excerpt from the Getting to Know You pod is brought to you by AndrePsyche.com. Go to AndrePsyche, P-S-Y-C-H-E, dot com for unique custom gifts that you won't find anywhere else because Andre is the only individual that's creating them. Mm-hmm, that creative, handsy motherfucker. Space Between Crescent Shadows is the digital download that I went with, and I've really enjoyed taking a little time each day to reflect on the deeper meaning within those stanzas. And honestly, some of the shit I can't even wrap my head around. But that's not here or there. It's some good writing. Deep poetry. That is just one of the many kinds of items that can be found on AndrePsyche.com. Clothing, accessories, prints, original art, music, podcasts. He's a freelance creator that can write and produce a totally original custom song just for you. And before you buy... Send Andre a message and he'll give you a promo code with an oh-so-sweet discount towards your purchase. So if you want a little color and creativity coming your way, go to andrepsyche.com and that shit will ship today. He ain't the only poet in these parts. We are also brought to you by the Getting to Know You pod. Please, friend and follow the pod. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all one word, Getting to Know You pod. Also, subscribe and rate the pod on the platform you pushed play on to listen to it right now as my voice is speaking to you. Just move your thumb. Click follow. Click subscribe. Click five stars if you think this shit's any good. And if not, please don't go any lower than four. And if you would like to support the production of this podcast, please go to Patreon. I still don't know if I'm saying that right. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon. Rion, when it was like neon, dot com and search. Again, it's all one word, getting to know you pod. That's getting the number two, no, the letter U, pod. We appreciate the support. And now, getting to know part of you. Hello. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting to Getting to hope you like me Because I'm good enough Getting to know you Putting it my way But nicely I'm smart enough You are precisely And doggone it My cup of tea When I hung up with you I think we did what Maybe two weeks ago In my head I'm literally going like Oh my god I just fucking interviewed Scarface I just interviewed Scarface Oh my god And Part of me is like, why do you have that reaction and that reverence for that type of character, right? Like that type of lifestyle. I open up your book, second page of the prologue, you get into that about maybe people should focus on like the results and the unfulfillment of the lifestyle more so than the glorification of the women and the drugs and like the fast lifestyle. So I was kind of hoping to get, come on or have you back on to just almost like get your point of view on, clearly you don't enjoy the fact that it's glorified <laughs> no by no by no means and you know what and here's something really really interesting and uh in the uh i always tell people let me people say let me tell you the truth so when they said that to me i said well you mean you've been lying to me before so i just <laughs> say to be transparent 
So I know that culture. The first thing that I like to let everybody knows, uh, and and recently I was asked on uh, on Vlad TV on the podcast, you know, how do you feel? How do you sleep at night with all the harm that you did? And uh, number one, I do not ever, ever justify anything that I did. I mean, people say, oh, well, it was back in the 70s. But, you know, look, what I did was wrong, horrific. It kills me every day to see that something I was instrumental in starting is hurting so many people, uh, even dear to my family. So, therefore, there's nothing that I can do about what I did. I am sorry. Uh, if I had to redo it all over again, of course, never. I'd rather go through the tortures in Panama five times than ever be part of something creating a narco culture in the United States. But I can't live on the past. So, therefore, like I tell people, the past cannot define me. So what I do now, and this is important, is not either to make up for the sin that I did, because we never make up for the wrong that we do. What I do now is because God's put it on my heart to make a difference in the world. And if I was instrumental in creating something horrific, perhaps I can be instrumental in creating a different culture that helps. So that's, I I need to start with that. But number two, I watch Narcos, for example. I watch American Made. I watch Scarface. And here's what's really sad for me, knowing that a lot of that is fake. I find myself rooting for the bad guy too. (laughs) (laughs) There's something about that. And then I have to catch myself. Right. I really have to catch myself because I'm like, why? So based upon that phenomenon, it's really been dawning a lot on me. And uh, I I, I ended up writing a blog about it. And what I write in the blog is that, like, for example, not only men, but here's a phenomenon. Why were women so attracted to guys that were bad people? You know? Yeah. I mean, they, they did horrible things. Forget about any good that they did. You know, like, and then we'll get into Pablo Escobar. But <clears throat> what happens is, I think that there's a part of us innate that looks at this gangster, you know, uh, let, let's say Pablo. Let's call him, for example. Uh, Pablo we looks at him and say, wow, you know, that guy's like the ultimate man. That guy doesn't fear anything. He's got power. You know, people respect him. And I guess there's, uh, Sean, an innate part of us that uh, that yawns for that, right? And, and, and wants to feel that, hey, you know, how great would it be if I can have that power? How great would it be if I can look at any woman and have any woman I want? How great could it be if I could buy anything? How great could it all that be? So society uh, emphasizes that and reinforces that. Because mm-hmm. if you look at it and you look at narcos, it's a whole series of horrific acts. And then it ends. It ends with the guy dead or in prison the rest of his life. Yeah. Well, that, that's the funny part. Like Scarface's house gets raided. You're getting shot up. Like. Pablo Escobar is dying like basically almost like Saddam Hussein, according to Narcos, where you're alone, you're hiding, you're you're dirty, you don't know who to trust, you're you're borderline like crazy. But yet everyone wants not everyone, but so many kids are all about so many people are all about that lifestyle. It, it, it it's a weird phenomenon. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you about Pablo, I really I'll I'll say this in your show. I know I'm probably gonna get the the DA and those DA agents that claim they killed him. Pablo killed himself, period. Really? Okay? Yeah, Pablo killed himself. Pablo told me over and over again, he said, doctor, the United States will never take me 
walking. Don't take me laying down. The only reason they found, okay, so Pablo, he was trying to get his family out of the United States. And, and I know a lot of stuff about that. I, I talked to him literally months before he died. And they're trying to get him out of the United States. I mean, out of Colombia, because they're going to kill him. When he killed those two brothers in the prison uh, that you see on Narcos, which also the series uh, has it all wrong. But anyway, he does kill those two brothers. And when he does, then everybody in the cartel turns against him because they're like, wow, if you kill the guys that you grew up with in, since you were babies and uh, you're going nuts now and, and, and you're taxing all of us so much money, they turned on him and because nobody would have killed him if it wasn't that, that group that knew everything about him, which was the uh, other people that were associated with what was called the Medellin cartel. So therefore, when he realizes the last straw that his family goes to Germany and the United States puts pressure on Germany, doesn't let, doesn't let them get off the airplane, brings them back during the hotel. See, when Pablo was talking to his family, he would, he would get on a taxi with 10, 15 cell phones and talk for two, two and a half minutes. And they could never trace him. And where he got on a taxi, the police wasn't even going to come around that place. It was, you know, literally he was a god in, those, in that neighborhood. Anyway, long story. So when he realizes that his family is going to die sooner or later, right? They blew up his house. They barely survived. Uh, they're going to kill him because they know that that's the way they're going to get to him. So he realizes he's got to go. The only way his family will ever survive is if he dies. So that day, he stays on the phone for 30-some-odd minutes. Oh. And when he stays on the phone, that's how they find him. They don't find him because, I mean, as a matter of fact, when the guy that's tracing it and realizes it's a voice and is looking out there, he doesn't, he, he doesn't even believe that it's real. You know, it's impossible. <laughs> this can be real. There's no way this guy's going to be on the phone. And, and you can see on the recording, his son telling him to hang up, hang up, hang up, hang up, and he will not hang up. And his son, in so many of you that he's given, I believe he's correct. So what ended up happening is when he gets on that roof, if you, if you hear his son talk about it, because uh, he, he would be a greater authority than me because he saw the body, he was shot behind the ear, right? So therefore, is, he knows that's the only way that he could have killed himself, you know, oh. shot himself behind the ear. I mean, there's no marksman that's going to be like so good from far away because they weren't going to get near him. And he died. And, you know, he was, I mean, he was crazy, you know. So... <clears throat> So that's that part. But when we glorify characters like that, we really don't realize because how many times do we glorify good people? How many times do we glorify people that are impacting the world and making a difference? For example, I'll give you a perfect example. It was so easy for me to recruit people to join my organization, Sean, when I would tell them, listen, you're going to have a hell of a ride, but this is going to be the end of your life. You're going to die or you're going to die in prison. So you choose. And they would join. Okay, so easy. How come is it so difficult for me to get thousands of people to hear my message to join and, I, and do, for example, what I call the power of three? How did I build my organization? Okay, so I got three people that I grew up with that know would die for me. And I asked each of them. So I picked, let's say I picked you, Sean, and I picked Bill and Rob. And I said, okay, guys, now you're part of my organization. So now, Sean, you go and do the same thing I just did. You oh. go find three people that you've known and you know would die for you. And like that, exponentially. Right. After the second tier, nobody knew me. See? Because I didn't communicate with all those people. Right. So that's how we became 
enormous mystic to a certain extent. So I'm saying to myself now, how come this is so difficult now? Here I am. I'm not asking for money. I'm spending my own money, my retirement age, which I should be just playing golf. And uh, I'm working harder than I ever worked in my life. Why is it so hard for people to do what I did for bad, for good? Right. Right. So society doesn't glorify that. And, and society, why does society glorify athletes, glorify celebrities? A lot of, I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of these people are the scum of the earth, man. You know? <laughs> and, and we make him out to be God, right? And, and how did I feel with God? Not because I looked in the mirror and said, wow, George, you're so good looking that God must look like you. You know, is that <laughs> I, I could do whatever the hell I wanted and people would laugh. People would think it was great. You know, people just, whatever I wanted. I mean, go to a club, see a girl I like, and tell my bodyguard, tell her boyfriend, he's got to leave. And people thought that was great. No, man, that was heinous. I was disrespectful to women that I, I adore my mom more than anyone in the world, yet I was disrespectful to every woman. Right. You know, uh, so therefore, uh, we do, we glorify that culture, and we glorify that gangster, you know, but without realizing that we're having a, a horrific impact because... If I sit there and I watch Scarface and I'm thinking that Tony Montana is the greatest thing in the world and my son, my six-year-old son is looking at that, he's going to believe that Tony Montana, whatever Tony Montana does, is the right thing to do. You know, snort cocaine, shoot people, you know, all of that. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's a horrific thing, but I think it's, it's part of our, of our innate nature. You know, like I tell people, I think that uh, if we're given the choice to do good or bad, we'll do bad first, right? You know, I, it, it starts with a look. I remember my little daughter, Isabella, she was two years old, and, and we went to uh, this restaurant that when the bread came out of the kitchen, man, it was just like, filled the room, and it was amazing. So she didn't want to eat her food. All, <laughs> of, a sudden, all of a sudden, I said, you got your food. My tummy hurts. Right. My tummy hurts. And all of a sudden, the bread comes, and she just goes for it. Bam! <laughs> I, I said, whoa, your tummy hurts. She looked at me with a pretty little eyes and said, daddy, Bread makes my tummy feel better. So, <laughs> I promise you, brother. I did not teach you how to lie. Yeah, right. She just, yeah. Kids kind of just figure it, <laughs> they pick it up, man. It's like a manipulation kind of a thing. Um, the, people can figure out real quick how to manipulate to get what they want. They, they uh, really can. I mean, it's it's really uh, it's crazy. I mean, at an early age. Yeah. So you know, is is uh, like Paul says. You know, we have just two animals within us. You know, and want to do good and want to do bad and. So whoever we feed most that day is the one that's going to win, you know? And I've now become an expert on the subject I like most, getting to know you. Thanks to George for sharing opinions on the glorification of the narco culture, some amazing, um, God, why would you want to go through that, uh, experiences, and um, a little bit of reality into the death of Pablo Escobar. Also, thanks to theandrepsyche.com for sponsoring the Getting to Know You pod. Check out his website for trippy merch that's worth checking out, as in paying, buying. Please, sponsor. Gotta shop there. Follow, friend, subscribe, rate, the Getting to Know You pod, wherever you can. And if the spirit so moves you, go to patreon.com, search Getting to Know You pod, all one word, and help to financially support this podcast. Adios.